Hey everyone, and welcome to the In the Weeds podcast. I'm your host, Ben. While I'm best known for my knowledge of golf club fitting, golf equipment, and instruction, nothing related to golf will be out of bounds. Grab a wedge, an extra ball, and a scythe, because we're getting in the weeds. Alright everyone, welcome in, welcome in to another wonderful episode of the In the Weeds podcast. We are already on episode number seven. It is crazy. I'm sure that your mind has been blown numerous times already and your scores have been lowered by 14 shots every three holes. So today we are going to try and do that even further by talking to you about the benefits of club fitting. Yay, I get to ride my high horse all day long today. So fortunately for you, this is not going to be an extremely long and in-depth episode. Uh, you know, we don't have angle of attack and club path and uh, all those different things to cover and, you know, build that base and foundation. Today is more of a self-contained episode that you could listen to on your own and still walk away with some very valuable experience. But I would still highly recommend checking out all the other episodes that we've done so far, because again, like I was mentioning, those do really help build your base and knowledge foundation, which is why they were some of the first episodes. (laughs) So... Anyway, uh, again, today we're going to be talking all about the wonderful benefits of golf club fitting. And so before we jump into the episode, just one last thing. The podcast can be found on Anchor, Google, Spotify, my website, Vanquish Golf Works, and I am also working on Apple at the moment. But the other thing, too, that is very cool is that I have decided to make this not only a podcast, but also a blog cast. So if you go to the website, vanquishgolfworks.com, that's my company, uh, we will also be posting all of these uh, podcasts with a corresponding blog post. So if you want to go back and you want to read something through and you want to listen to the podcast at the same time or guess and check or follow up or whatever it is, that's why the blog post is there. So if you're a reader, go ahead and read it. If you're a listener, go ahead and listen. If you want double confirmation, go ahead and do both. I'd highly recommend it. They're pretty cool. Uh, But so anyway, If you really like those things, let me know. That'd be really cool. Leave a review on any of those things that I was talking about, Anchor, Google, whatever. Subscribe if you think it's awesome, and let me know how I'm doing. So anyway, before we do any more blah, blah, blahs, let's jump into the episode. Golf club fitting and its benefits. Taking it away. Okay, so on to the benefits of club fitting. Before I get too into the weeds on all of this for me trying to convince you, how does 40 extra yards and a straight now slice on your driver sound? Well, that's why you should get fit. Okay, boom, end of episode. <laughs> well, anyway, um, no, there's more to it than that, but that is a real story. That is a real story. I'll follow up with that uh, story here later on, but... Uh, 
while that result was pretty astronomically awesome, it is not uncommon, at least for a driver fitting, to see 10 to 15 yard gains. If if anything, that was actually like an average for me. Um, in addition to all the other benefits that you could get, right, like less spin or, you know, longer carry distance or a higher flight or whatever it is, a straighter shot. Uh, so just talking from raw distance, like 10 to 15 yards is not out of the realm of possibility. So uh, by going and getting fit right away, it's pretty obvious you're probably going to hit it further. So uh, that's really um, the flashiest way I could describe the intro to all this is just bomb it, hit it further, boom. You know, it's really cool to have something that in today's instant gratification society when you play golf, golf is not instant gratification. And to have a lever that you can pull like club fitting, which is somewhat a instant gratification mechanism, it makes you feel pretty good. So, you know, it could be like three years of work in order to pick up 40 extra yards on your driver. But instead, let's just take an hour and a half and have you hit you know, 40 shots and we can do the same thing. So again, while that is not exactly what will happen every single time, it has happened. And because it has happened, just like they say about history, it is bound to repeat itself and it could happen again. So uh, I think that is the biggest boom I can start off with uh, to draw your attention, if you will. Um, but there's a ton of other things, too, that club fitting can really help you with. So, you know, if you come in and you say that your goal is to stop uh, hitting your irons and rolling them off the back of the green or to stop coming up short, well then a club fitting can really help you accomplish that goal, right? If we're talking about irons, well then getting yourself into an iron that is fitted for you, that's going to launch the ball a little bit higher and still spin it and basically increase your carry distance, but also decrease the amount that the ball rolls out. All of a sudden now you're holding more greens and you're going to stop having to chip off the back or, you know, um, you know, you're 180 out and that's a really, really long, like hybrid for you or something like that. Well, now instead of hitting hybrid, you're hitting five iron. And instead of that hybrid, you know, getting plugged in the front bunker because it came up short because it flew too low or, you know, it landed on the green and bounded off the back, that new club, that five iron maybe flies all the way there and it hits and sticks on the green. So in addition to just the crazy distances, whatever your goal is that you can come in with, you can essentially... I can essentially aid you in achieving that goal with a club fitting, right? If it's, uh, you know, yardage gapping, right? I can really help fill in that yardage between, you know, your three wood and your longest iron. That's a really common one. Or between your wedges and your pitching wedge. You know, what should you do there? Um, you know, there's all sorts of different things. If you want to try and get something that'll help you curve the ball less, uh, whether it's left to right or right to left, you can do that. If you want to try and hit the ball a little bit higher or try and hit the ball a little bit lower or get something that's more workable in the wind or like literally anything, whatever you can think of that the golf ball could do or any way that you think you could make yourself better, a golf club fitting can literally do that. So while it's not the miracle cure, 
in every circumstance, it is really only going to make an, a difficult game easier. So if you have a lever to pull <laughs> that can instantly help you, why not pull that lever? So that is exactly why I appreciate and love club fitting so much because it is so underappreciated, but yet it is so huge. You know, if you have been club fit before, you already know this, right? And you're going to go back and you're going to get club fit again because you're never going to do it any other way after you've been fit before. So, yes, soapbox number one. <laughs> soapbox number two. Um, in addition to all that great stuff that I was talking to you about, about flying it higher, higher and stopping it faster and everything else, a club fitting can be really, really enlightening to your game, right? And what I mean by that is uh, after a club fitting, you're going to have a much better idea probably, of something like what your carry distances are, right? Uh, most people aren't on a launch monitor every single day, and then they go and they hit balls on a launch monitor, and they're like, oh, yeah, sure, I hit seven, like, uh, 160 yards. Oh, well, it actually turns out that the launch monitor, which is based on missile tracking technology in extremely high-speed cameras, uh, yeah, that thing is 25 grand, and it's made specifically for this circumstance, and it's telling you that you don't hit your 7-160. It's saying that you hit, hit at 145, and it maybe rolls out to 160 if you're downwind and you nuke it. So... Uh, Club fitting can be really enlightening for things like that, right? And it might not just be, oh, yeah, you hit it shorter than you thought, which is the most common one, but not always, right? But knowing your carry distances, right? Like knowing what your exact gapping might be, right? If you go and you get a, a long game fitting, which is, you know, your driver, your fairway, your hybrid, etc. After that fitting, you're going to know really, really well how far you carry your driver, how far you carry your fairway wood, how far you carry your hybrid. And the next time you have to have a forced layup, you know, and that creek is running out at 2.30, you can have all the confidence in the world to hit your three wood or your five wood or your hybrid to lay up short of it rather than just plunking it in the water because it went six yards too far. Or even on the other end, if you have a forced carry, you can very confidently know which club that you're going to hit, or you can know no matter what club you hit that it's going to get over. So there's a lot of really enlightening stuff that can make you a better golfer. And in addition to that, there's several other things that we can talk about, right? Like what your set makeup should be. After a club fitting, you're not going to have to guess at what your set makeup should be. You should have, in your circumstance, four wedges. You should have a 60 degree, uh, a 54 degree, you know, a 50 degree in your pitching wedge. And you should take out that five wood because it goes the exact same distance as your hybrid or whatever it is, right? So knowing... Uh, what your set makeup should be is something that is very commonly learned after a club fitting. And uh, some other things and some other good examples, right, are like which wedges you should carry, right? Um, wedges are a very interesting conversation and they're fairly complicated um, because there are so many different variations and there are so many different grinds and bounce and loft and finish and, you know, all this different stuff. It's not easy to pick one of those things. Well, 
after a club fitting, not only are you going to know how far each one of those should go, but a really good club fitter will tell you what circumstance you should eat, use each one of those, right? Hey, this is a wedge what is, that is used you know, for this purpose. I would use it only for full shots and for straightforward chips that you're going to run along the ground. If you couldn't hit a putter, don't hit this wedge on a chip, right? If you're in a bunker, your 58 degree is going to be way better than your 54 degree or whatever it is, right? That is very, very common. You actually get like almost taught during a club fitting how to use and when to use each one of those wedges. And it's almost like, okay, thank you. 58 degree is my bunker club. 54 degree is my chipper club. And 50 degree is my full swing club. You should almost basically just grab a Sharpie and just write that on the back of those things because that's pretty much what you're going to learn. So I think that there are a lot of enlightening things in addition to whatever the club may improve that you're really going to learn and it's going to pick up your game and it's going to make you better. So like I was saying, improving your carry distances or just having a better handle on the information, right? Uh, golf is a knowledge game. And like I said, it's already hard enough. So if you know for a fact that something is supposed to do this or it's supposed to go this far, you've had literally proof from a piece of technology that tells you that this is what the answer is. So you're only going to make it easier on yourself by going through a club fitting. All right, so third high horse here, adding even further onto all of these things is the fact that a club fitting can make your swing better. It can make swing changes easier. It can put you into a better setup position and it can really cure a lot of the causes of swing faults. So it's really that easy. Let's just start with the swing changes. Let's say, for example, that you're using your grandfather's old clubs and, you know, the best example is probably like really heavy iron shafts or geez, if it's even really old, like having like a steel shafted fairway wood or driver or something like that. If you have something that is like that, that is that ill fitting, you are going to, I almost guarantee it, be making compensating moves in your swing for those golf clubs. Golf clubs of old don't move as much. They're heavier, they're stiffer, and for the average person, they just can't really get them to work for them. They can't activate them. They can't get them to kick. They can't get the face to close, all of those different things. So by having fit golf clubs, it's going to make it easier for you to get the club on plane and to come from the inside out and to draw the ball or whatever your coach is asking you to do. You're going to have the tools in your hands for the job, right? If you're trying to take a screw out of a wall, uh, you know, on a electric plate or face plate or something like that, and you only have a flathead and it's a Phillips head, well, then it's going to be kind of hard to do, right? It's exactly the same way with club fitting. You can probably still get the screw out with a flathead, even though it's a Phillips screw, but it's going to be a lot harder than it should be, and it's going to take you a lot longer. So that's actually a really good analogy that I'm going to keep using moving forward because that actually like works perfectly, and I literally just thought of that immediately as I was talking. So yes, 
if you if you have a flathead screw, use a flathead screwdriver. If you have a Phillips screw, use a Phillips screwdriver. Even better, use an electric one. <laughs> That's club fitting, right? It's only going to make your swing changes easier. So the next one was uh, it can put you into a better setup position. So me, for example, is perfect because I'm five foot nothing and I need shorter golf clubs. I grew up, you know, trying to hit standard length and it was like a goal of mine. I was like very defiant. I was like, no, I can hit standard length, which I can. Right. But they're not fitted for me. And so when I get really long golf clubs and I already have longer arms and I'm short, well, then my arms are almost going to be touching the ground and the shaft is going to be at such a flat plane that like no matter what club I have, that thing is going to be like toe way in the air and it's going to be super upright for me. And the face is always going to point left and it's going to make me hook it all the time. So by having shorter golf clubs, it can make me stand in a more upright position. And already that swing plane is going to be a little bit more vertical and it's going to put me into a better position, right? So having the proper length of golf club, having the proper line having the proper, all of that stuff, right? Grip size, all of that is going to put you in a better position to succeed from the start. And then as well, it's sort of same to that swing changes. It's going to also help cure some of those swing faults. So like I was saying before, you know, when you get clubs that are so ill fitting, you know, you've got a 12 degree driver and all you ever try and do is try and hit your driver lower because no matter what you do when you hit it, it just goes straight in the air. You are literally causing your swing to manipulate itself in order to get the ball to do something, right? So that's a good example. If you're going to hit your driver just sky high, well, no matter what you do, because you have a 12 degree driver, you're not going to be able to compensate enough and it's not going to lower itself down enough, but I'm sure you will try your damnedest to make it happen, right? I actually had the opposite when I was a, when I was a kid. I had a driver that didn't have enough loft on it. And this is like before launch monitors and club fitting. But my coach was, you know, knowledgeable enough to basically go, hey, dad, because he was, you know, the financier at that point when I was like 14. And he was saying, you know, hey, dad, your son needs more loft. You have an eight and a half degree here and you should probably get a ten and a half. And, you know, what I ended up doing was literally tilting my shoulders towards the sky like I was trying to hit a home run every single time rather than swinging flat like I was trying to hit a line drive. And because I was trying to hit a home run with my driver all the time because I didn't have enough loft, I was snap hooking it and pushing it and blocking it and spraying it all over the place because I was compensating for my equipment. So by getting properly fitted golf clubs, if I just had a little bit more loft and after that new driver that I ended up getting, you know, put in my bag, I didn't really have a reason to try and lift the ball up into the air anymore and trying to help it. So I really eliminated a root cause of a swing fault that I had, and it was going to be much easier for my brain to go, okay, you don't have to do this anymore. Now you can do the proper thing and you can swing a better way. So 
golf clubs that are fit for you is not only going to make changing your swing easier, it is going to remove a lot of the faults that could already exist. So hugely important there and I'll touch a little bit on that in the next episode we're going to talk all about when you should get a club fit which I'm sure you already know the answer to based upon what I'm saying here but anyway moving on to our last point our last point in my last soapbox for the day is you know club fitting can not only build your confidence, it can make the game more fun, and it can lower your scores for all the reasons that we've stated above, but it can also save you moolah, money, money, money. So not only are you going to go and get some new sweet clubs, but you're going to remove all shadows of doubt in lingering lingers that existed, right? I'm sure everyone's had that one before where their buddy walks up to the tee with them and they pull off this fancy, sick new driver and they just bomb the shit out of the thing and you just go, man, that thing looks so cool. Oh my God. You know, of course, now instantly that just creates some level of doubt and the next time you don't hit your driver good, you're like, hmm, maybe I should go and buy a new driver. Hmm. And while that's always going to exist because new equipment is always going to be awesome and sweet, if you have a club that is fitted for you, you have that little guy in your shoulder that can just go, well, yeah, it may be sweet, but your driver's pretty awesome too. You remember all that work that we put into making sure it was awesome? Yeah, you literally hit it past everything else and it's really good and you have data to back it up that says that it's really good so you can remove some lingering doubt there but then also the next time that you see a ball fly weird off the club and your buddy goes oh that seems weird you're gonna be able to remove that as well right um You know, if you have an ill-fitted golf club and someone says that thing is flying really weird and that thing is just going to stick in your head forever. So what people end up doing and what the moral of this whole story is, is that if you don't have a club that's fit for you, people end up turning over their equipment that's like probably two or three times faster than a fitted golf club is, right? If you have a fitted set of irons, as long as your goals and your you know speed really doesn't change super significantly, you can probably keep that set of irons for like five to seven years. Technology is really not going to change that much. So again, like unless you're going from, you know, a player's cavity back that is a pretty solid chunk of metal to like a player's distance iron, you're really not going to change the performance too much by doing that. So if you have a golf club that is fitted for you, you're probably going to turn them over two or three times less than they would otherwise, right? Because you don't have that devil on your left shoulder going, oh, you should probably buy new clubs. That last shot sucked. You're going to have instead the guy in your right shoulder that goes, ah, actually, you know what? It is not the club's fault because we've worked on this and we have solved it and I already have the best stuff for me. You're probably going to hit fewer bad shots, so that's not going to happen nearly as much. But you're just going to turn everything over less. So for the low price of whatever the cost and time investment of that club fitting is, 
you're going to turn the clubs over two to three times less. So, you know, let's use this equation here. Let's say that you even bought like an $800 driver, right? You get the sick new upgraded shaft. The head is like $450 or $500. And the fitting itself is, you know, $150 or $100 or something. You know, the driver, everything in, all in, it's like $800. bucks. Well, you get to keep that driver for three years or something now before you turn it over. And instead of buying three drivers, one each year, 500 each, 500, 500, 500, quick math, that's $1,500. Instead, you just had one sick, awesome driver that, you know, is like tour quality that costs you 800. You literally just spent half as much money. <laughs> so that is sort of the thought process there. And, you know, while you know, certainly there are club junkies that are going to turn stuff over no matter if it's fit or not. For the most uh, average person out there, once you get fit, you don't have to really worry about it anymore, right? Certainly technology is going to improve, but based upon the rules that exist, uh, you're really not going to be missing out too much because they're already bumping up against all those limits and, and rules anyway. So you can very confidently know that by getting a fit clubs that are fit for you, not only are you going to save money, not only are you going to build confidence, not only are you going to have more fun, not only are you going to save a bunch of money, but you're also going to make your swing easier. You're going to make changes happen faster. You're going to learn more about your game and you're going to hit it higher, straighter and further. Boom. End of episode. <laughs> But seriously, that's it. I mean, that's like that is why you should get fit. That last 40 seconds, you could just cut that up and put that on a poster and put that somewhere above your wall or something on your ceiling above your bed. Go and get club fit because it's going to make everything easier. This game's already hard enough. Stop making it even harder. Make it awesome. Okay. <laughs> so. Alrighty. So in conclusion, uh, I don't even think I have to do this, but go and get club fit. There's a billion reasons why. Um, next episode, we are going to cover uh, something sort of similar, which is a question I get constantly, which is when should I go and get club fit? And, you know, while there are some arguments on one side or the other of, uh, before you change your swing or after you change the swing or, you know, in the middle of the winter or in the peak of golf season or whatever, uh, I certainly think that there is one answer for me, but we can certainly talk about it together and I can walk you through my thought process there. But anyway... Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for checking it out. You can find the podcast again on Apple uh, soon, Google, Spotify, Anchor, a bunch of different places on my website, vanquishgolfworks.com. If you check that out, not only are you going to see the podcast, but also the blogcast, just like I was talking about earlier with all the cool corresponding blog posts. But then you'll also be able to click on all the different links of all the different places where the podcast can be found. So um, that is pretty awesome there. I just added that not too long ago. And I think while it's not amazing yet, it is fancy and still dancy. So if you have some kind of comment, uh, whether it is positive or negative, feel free to 
uh, let me know and post it on there or on any of those platforms. If you like the show, subscribe and share it with your friends. I would really appreciate it. And hopefully we can help make every other golfer better along the way. So again, until next time, when we're going to talk about why and or sorry, and when you should get club fitting, this has been Ben from the In the Weeds podcast signing off. Boom.